Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Well, today's Palm Sunday. And what does that have to do with you and I? Well, I'm going to share that with you today. And it's right in line with, with this series, The Cause and Effect of Revival. How many believe revival and awakening is already happening in America? You believe that? It's happening. It's happening at Calvary. God is doing something at an incredible level. And I want us to see today how this, um, this, this passage, this uh, event, this uh, narrative is included in all four of the Gospels in some form or fashion. It was a big day. It was the entry of Jesus into the city of Jerusalem where he would never leave again earthly. It was the triumphal entry. It was that moment where for three, over three years, he'd been traveling around Israel, preaching the gospel, raising the dead, healing the sick, walking on water, feeding the multitudes, giving hope and life again. He'd only visited Jerusalem twice before this. You know, Jesus uh, wasn't trying to impress the status quo of Jerusalem. He was letting a common man know God's here. Hope is here. The kingdom of God is here. That's the first thing Jesus said. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. The first thing Jesus said is the kingdom of God has come. God's rule and reign and authority has come and touched earth. That's how he taught us to pray. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are you hearing what Jesus said? What does that mean to it? I didn't hear your response. Are you hearing what Jesus said? Come on. So this is what that means. Let your kingdom come. It means, church, I want you to get this. We do not have to wait to go to heaven for everything heaven wants to do on earth. God wants to do things here and now, and he wants to use all of us to make that happen. And so he is coming to Jerusalem. It was a phenomenal day. We're going to look at this. We're going to read from several passages. But I want you to see what this means today. And could it be that the way Jesus entered Jerusalem for the final week before the cross and then the resurrection could be a pattern for how revival comes to cities in America today. It could be a pattern for how revival comes to your home. How many would like to see revival in your home? You'll say amen to that. Okay. Well, there are 30 saved people and 800 sinners in the house right now. So I'm going to try it again. How many would like to see revival come to your home? I'm not even going to look. It hurt my feelings that time. I'm going to take it by faith. How many, how many want to see revival come to your individual life? Man, I do. I do. Okay. How many want to see revival come to this hurting nation that we're living in right now? Guys, did you ever think, did you ever think, some of you that have been here a little bit, that you would see the day we live in? Murders in schools, mass shooting in schools, little children dying at the hands of confused people, driven people. Would you ever see ourselves so divided? You know, we were, we were doing well. We, we were making some progress with leaders like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and others. We were making some progress. We've made some progress in our racial relationship. Then it looks like it's blown up in our face again. Politics are so divided. I, I want to tell you the truth. I, you know, I'm praying for everybody to get saved. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, 
I, I, I'm, I'm praying, I vote, I stay connected, I listen, I learn. I'm in, I, I should be an informed citizen, particularly as a believer. But my word, it, you know, I, I've got to be honest. If I'm going to have to trust in a man or a woman to get this thing right, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We've got a better answer in the kingdom of God. And we're planted in this moment. <clears throat> I don't, don't want to put a heavy thing on us. I don't want us to say, yeah, you know, because I hear too many people say, well, what can we do? Or what are we going to do? I mean, it's too late. What's going to change? Listen, as long as we have a Savior named Jesus, it's not too late. As long as we have the Word of God, it's not too late. As long as we have willing people, it's not too late. I hear people say, I'm afraid for my children and my grandchildren. Well, let me tell you something. This is what I'm going to do instead of being afraid. I'm going to love them. I'm going to pray with them. I'm going to pour the word in them. I'm going to lay my hands on them. I'm going to speak life to them. I'm going to prophesy over them. I'm going to declare that they are not going to be swallowed up in this insanity, but they're going to preach and prophesy, and they're going to live for God. I'm going to tell you, if you don't have hope for your children, I have hope for your children. If you've given up on a generation, I haven't given up on a generation. I'm praying someday that this church will be bigger, greater, grander, more powerful. And whoever follows us will do something so great for God that we'll be stunned at what God does. We're not going down. We're going over in the name of Jesus. God's going to send a revival to this nation. This is not a time to be looking for an escape hatch. I'm not holding on just praying, God, help me hold on for the rapture. I don't run in here on Sunday morning to hide out from this big, bad world. I'm praying God will anoint us and we'll be so bold and loving and kind that we can't wait to go to work tomorrow because God's going to use us. We can't wait to go to school tomorrow because God is going to use us. In fact, You've heard me say it before. If we really catch this thing, we're going to make North Alabama a place where it's hard to go to hell. If you want to go to hell, you're going to have to move to Tennessee. You want to go to hell, move to Mississippi. You want to go to hell, move to Georgia. Because we're going to run the devil and all of his mess out of this place. That's who we are. That's who we are. No quit around here. Come on, anybody with me? I'm trying not to preach. I hadn't even introduced this thing yet. <laughs> I've already been preaching for two nights. You know, there a few years ago, the devil tried to steal my voice. I couldn't speak for 30 days. They said I needed surgery, but there is a God. Come on. Come on. We're going we're gonna to preach. We're going to do it. God's going to do it. You prayed for me. God healed me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So there's a story inside this story today. There is something God wants his church to see. On this Palm Sunday, 2023. So let's look at this. I want to go to John chapter 12. And we're going to read a few verses here beginning in verse number 12. John 12, 12. I want you, it'll be here on the screen, but I'd love for you to follow along with me in a device or in your Bible so we can see this. Before I read this, let, let me give a simple definition. People are asking me, well, pastor, what is revival? What, what is an awakening? How would we know that's happening. What does a revival look like? What, what, what is an awakening? What is that? I, I have a simple answer for you. Phyllis accuses me sometimes. She said, George, you're really a bottom line person. Well, I have so much stuff I have to do. How many understand me? Be patient with me. <laughs> I make a lot of decisions every day. I have a lot of things that I'm 
in every day. And I usually just try to cut to the chase. You know what I'm saying? Let's get to the bottom. I, I'm, sorry, I'm not good at talking on the phone. Anybody else in the room with me? I, I have a hard time. I love everybody, but I, I, get, I, I don't have, I, I, I get kind of in a hurry about small talk. You got to really pray for me. Sometimes I finish people's sentences while they're talking. That's a terrible habit. It's not good. I'm confessing before God and you today. Because I'm kind of going, get to it, get to it, get to it. You understand what I'm saying? Get to it, get to it. Come on, let's just get to it. We got to go do something for God. And so it, it just, so, so, so what I want you to see, I want to give an answer. What is revival? What is awakening? And I'm sure there are better answers and greater theologians and much more verbal orators than myself. But what I want to say, if I were to tell you, what does a revival look like? It's when Jesus comes in the city. It's when he walks in again. It's when we're amazed at him like they were amazed at him in the Bible. It's when people get so hungry for Jesus that if they can't get through the crowd, they don't use it as an excuse to go get lunch early. They dig a hole in a roof and lower their friend down because they say whatever it takes, Jesus is in the house. And when Jesus is in the house, it says they were amazed at him. So what I want us to see today is that my definition of revival is when Jesus is there again. Not stories about him, but him. Are you with me? Not what he's going to do, but what he's doing. Not what he did, but what he's doing. Revival is when Jesus walks into town again and everything changes. So here we are on this Palm Sunday, and we're going to see what happens when Jesus comes into town. John 12, verse 12. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, and as it was written, do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion, for see your king is coming, seated on a donkey's coat. At first his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone over to him. That's kind of sounding like revival to me. The city's shaking. Everything's turning upside down. So let's look at this this account here in these verses. I I want you to see there were three groups. You need to understand this. Because I'm going to ask you to identify yourself today. In which one of these groups are you in in a time of revival? Three groups. Now, we, we sometimes fail to see these two. The Bible says that as Jesus is coming down the Mount of Olives, riding on the colt of a donkey, that, that there was a group coming out of the city of Jerusalem. They had gathered there because it was the Feast of Passover. The Bible had told them there are three times a year when every man and his family were to go to the city of Jerusalem. Think of that. The whole nation came to that city to observe that feast and worship God. The city of Jerusalem was overflowing with people who had come for the Passover feast and festival. And for three years, Jesus had been ministering. 
And people had been hearing. Now, I know it's hard to imagine. Hey, did anybody get messed up yesterday? Come on, your Verizon didn't work. Your spectrum didn't work. Your, let me see. Anybody, anybody walking around like a, a goose in a hurricane? How many, come on, tell the truth, did this all day yesterday? How many of you laid on the floor in a fetal position and cried with withdrawals because you couldn't get your phone going yesterday? How many thought the Antichrist was at your door? How many knew that it was, you'd missed the rapture and you were living in the great tribulation because you okay. So those days were kind of like you and I yesterday. Jesus was doing, can you imagine these miraculous things? Can you imagine that? He raised somebody from the dead and people 10 miles away didn't even know about it. That was the day. Think of that. Think of that. So rumors had spread. People had heard stories that, you know, firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand. Boy, you know how that goes. And so, and so they're wondering, who is he? Where is he? And so the city was just buzzing. Do you think Jesus is going to come? We've been hearing about it. Who is he? Is he a prophet? Is he a teacher? Who, who is this? We, we want to see. And so they're in Jerusalem, and all of a sudden they hear this noise coming. Something crests over the, 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 the Mount of Olives, and out of that eastern gate there, seeing somebody coming, in, and people start saying, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. And they start pouring out of the city. That's group number one, this crowd. They were in the city. They hadn't seen him. They, they had not encountered him. They, they had heard about him and they're curious. And, and they come running out to meet him, all right? Now, there was a second crowd. They were not in front of him. They were not coming out of the city. They were following him. They had already seen what he had done. They were there when Lazarus was raised from the dead. This was a group that the disciples were in. So here, here comes a group coming out of the uh, uh, city, coming out of the city. Here, here, here's a second group coming in. I want you to see, I want you to notice, look with me here uh, in verse number 13. What were the people saying coming out of the city? Where was they were quoting scripture, and this is what they were saying. They were saying, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The, the, the term Hosanna literally means this. Translated literally means save us now. Save now. And you know what happens for, for those that are curious about Jesus, that, 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 that have heard but haven't encountered most of the time, if we'll be honest, what are we wanting Jesus to do? I need you to do something right now. They were still looking for an earthly king right now. They wanted somebody to overthrow the Roman government now. They're like half of America that's in a church right now. And they think if we get the right president, that Jesus is going to come now. See, they keep thinking there's an earthly solution to a spiritual problem. Anybody with me in this room right now? So, so this crowd is shouting, save us now. Save us right now. Do something in this moment. We want an earthly kingdom. We want help in this moment. They, they, listen to me. They didn't want a savior. They just wanted help. They did not want a transformation. They just wanted a temporary solution. Anybody with me right now? Okay, thank you for those. But the second group was following him. Second group. There was one more group. The Pharisees. The Pharisees. Oh, they, they, they were upset. 
they, 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 they didn't like what's going on. What did they say? Look at this. This ain't getting out of hand. The whole world's turning upside down. Oh, I pray. See, when an awakening and a revival comes, there's always going to be the haters and the judgers. There's always going to be the critics and, the, and those pseudo-theologians who think they know more than God. Is anybody with me right now? There'll be an outpouring and, and somebody's going to say, dear God, dear God, dear God. There was stuff on the internet about that, that, that you know, Asbury, uh, I think, kind of that, those drops of revival hitting that ca- campus. Come on, how many know? I think God said, what was that? I think God was getting our attention. There's more to come. Anybody with me? God was saying, hey, I'm going to do this, but I'm not done yet. But there were people who said, whoa, that couldn't be revival because they weren't preaching out of the King James translation. Are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? Or it could have been a real revival because they weren't baptizing the way we baptize. I know some people that really get hung up on that. I remember one day I was, uh, uh, I was getting gas and I was in a hurry. And this little lady pulled up on the other side of the gas tank. And, and I knew I was in, I was in a hurry. And, and she says, are you Brother Sawyer? I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, well, I got a question for you. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I want to know how you baptize. I said, oh, brother, here we go. So I got ready, had my money in my hand, paid for my gas, put the gas up, and I walked by her. I said, ma'am, we baptize in water. I patted her on the back, and I went on inside the gas. <laughs> that's not what she wanted, but that's all I had at the moment. There are going to be people like the Pharisees. Who say, come on, we don't like this. This is too real. Are you with me? This is too much. So, so, so there's always going to be those three groups. The crowd coming in, the crowd following, the Pharisee. But I want you to notice this. Come on, stay with me because you're going to find yourself here today. But, but I don't want you to miss this. It says that, they, that, that he came in. If we look at this, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find this right verse. Verse 14 that we read, Jesus found a young donkey and said, upon it uh, uh, the cult of a donkey and came riding into the city now think of this they were calling him king they were saying here comes the king look at Matthew chapter 21 verse number 1 Matthew 21 1 we're about to see something here I want you to see this Matthew 21 1 so they say uh, there's a king they're worshiping they're doing palm branches they're throwing their cloaks on the ground it's a massive celebration Matthew 21 and verse 1 let's look at this donkey for a moment As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent, watch this, two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you'll find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them. Untie them. Bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him what? The Lord needs them. He said, go untie them and tell them the Lord needs them. They'll send you on your way. Look at verse 4. This, was, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. This is Zechariah 9.9. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now come on. Jesus is coming in the city. This is the last week of his earthly life. People are starting to get it. Could this be the king? Or is it what they wanted was a king? And they're declaring that, but come on. He comes not only riding on a donkey, he's riding on the colt of a donkey. That's not impressive. 
That's not spectacular. Kings ride in chariots. If he's not in his chariot, he's riding on a brave stallion war horse. He's coming in on something that will impress men. He's entering the city in some fashion that your human senses will say, oh, that has to be a king. That has to be what God does. Come on, Jesus. If you're going to do something, if you're going to bring your kingdom, if you're going to do all this stuff, don't ride a donkey's colt. Don't come riding in on something that won't impress my neighbor. Don't come in to start a revival on something that my my educated friends won't respect. Come on, Jesus. Is that all you've got? But what we read is that had been prophesied. What we read is that was the plan of God. What we need to understand is what Jesus came riding in on was not just the colt of a donkey. He came riding in on the prophesied word of God. He came moving in on exactly what the word of God said. And do you know if a revival is going to come in on a city, it's going to come riding on the word of the living God. I'm going to tell you every real revival can be proven by every word in this book. If it's not in this book, it's not a revival. If it's not the word of God, it's not a revival. But I've got good news for you. The word of God says in the last day, I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh. There's going to be an outpouring. I'm going to tell you, Jesus may come in a way that doesn't impress the natural man, but he's going to come riding in on the word of God. He's going to fulfill everything that he promised. I want you to think about this donkey's colt. The Bible said it had never been ridden before. It was just sitting there waiting. Are you with me right now? The Bible says he was tied up. We're talking about a revival. And who's going to be in that revival? We're talking about who God is going to use. Are you with me right now? So here's this little donkey. Here's this little colt who's tied up. People are walking by that colt and nobody even sees it. People are moving in and out. People are rushing out to hear about Jesus. All this activity is going and nobody even sees this little colt that's tied up. You know what's happening right there? That colt's time is about to come. That person that the world doesn't see, that doesn't call impressive, that has been overlooked, that's unimpressive. Is anybody with me right now? That person who's been thinking nobody knows who I am or where I am. That person searching for their identity. Listen to me. It's the plague of our culture today. Nobody sees me. Somebody's got to look at me. People are doing the most outlandish things you've ever imagined just to get attention. People would rather do damaging, destructive things just to be noticed. People have said, I've been tied up. I'm on the roadside. Every Everything's coming and going. Nobody sees me. But I'm going to tell you something today. God in this awakening is going to use people that nobody's ever heard of. God's going to use people that nobody even noticed before. God is going to go to people, listen to me, who've been tied up. Why was that colt tied up? Because his time was waiting to come. His time was waiting to be released. You know what he was doing there? Why had no one ever ridden him before? Because the prophet hundreds of years before, said there's going to be a day when Jesus comes in a city, when revival shakes, everyone is there. And what was happening? He was preparing 
that coat. That coat was maturing. Why? So he could carry Jesus in that moment. Come on, how many in this room right now, you're listening to me, are maturing and developing and praying so Jesus can use us to bring a revival in? I want him to use me. How many want to be used? I want him, when he comes by me, say, the Lord needs him. The Lord needs him. Can I tell you today, right now, the Lord needs you. Right now, the Spirit of God is moving in this nation, moving in this church, and he's looking for somebody that nobody else saw. Anybody with me right now? He's looking for somebody that everyone passed by. He's looking for someone that's been obscure and unnoticed and off to the side. But I'm going to tell you, we are living in a day, in a moment. God's going to reach down and grab a little kid in a grade school, and the Spirit of God's going to come out of their mouth. And there's going to be somebody healed And revival's going to start He's looking for that little grandma Who's been in that prayer closet Praying, praying, praying And God's going to tell her Honey, I'm just going to use you to do it Nobody else answered the prayer You're going to be the answer to your own prayer Get ready church God's going to do some things And use some people That nobody has ever seen or thought of before. But see, he, he, they, they, they ask him here, and I, I want you to see this. It's, it, it's amazing. Let's keep reading in Matthew 21. So he's on this donkey, this vehicle, this time had come, this, this one God was going to use. And we go to verse number eight. It says in Matthew 21, eight, a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. Remember, there are two groups in this crowd. While others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him, see, those that came out of the city, they, they, they shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now watch verse 10. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, how many want people to come into North Alabama? How many want Jesus in North Alabama? Well, how do you know when he's come? The whole city was stirred. It didn't just happen in the church. It happened in the city. Come on. The schools, the place of work, the government, the media, the entertainment, the influencers. This word stirred is the word in the Greek text for the shaking of an earthquake. Oh, come on. Anybody with me today? When Jesus walks in the city, when revival comes, it jumps outside of church buildings. It goes into places where people say, you can't pray. It goes into places where people have not acknowledged the Lord. Come on, I'm going to say it. I probably, oh, I'm going to say it anyway. We'll just deal with it. It's going to jump on Google. Ha. It's going to jump in Facebook. It's going to jump in Meta. It's going to jump on Twitter. It's going to jump in places where people say, you can't say that and you can't do that. But I'm going to tell you when Jesus comes in a city, not who he was or who he'll be, but who he is, it'll shake things down to the foundation and rock and roll and mess up your world because Jesus has come in the city. Are we still on live stream right now? Have they cut me yet? We're still on. Hallelujah. All right, let's keep reading. Come on, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So watch this. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, watch this. See, see, here's what happened. The whole city was stirred. Are you ready? We're seeing a formula for revival. And they started asking what? Who is this? Who is this? It's time that God so impacts us that the people that don't know him Start coming to us saying, who is this? Who is this? What's going on over here? Who is that man? Who is this? Look, they almost got it right. They answered, the crowd answered. The crowd, group one, not the disciples. 
the crowd says, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. Well, he was a prophet, but he was more than a prophet. Come on. They, 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 people want to know, who is this? What's going on with this guy? Who, who, who is this person? What, what is he doing? Who is this? Who is this? It begins to be shaken. Questions begin to be asked. People begin to want to know what's going on. Is he a prophet? Is he a teacher? Oh, I, I wish I had a little more time because I, I could answer who is this. Do you know who he is? I, I could say, if you ask me who is this, I could say this is the one that God sent because he so loved the world. Who is this? This is the one who promises where two or more are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of them. Who is this? This is the one who says, come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Who is this? This is the one who says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Who is this? This is the one who says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let them be afraid. Who is this? This is the one who says, I am the good shepherd. Who is this? This is the one who calls his own sheep by his name and leads them out. Who is this? This is the one that says, I am the light of the world. Who is this? This is the one that says, I am the resurrection and the life. Who is this? This is the one who created the universe and nothing was created but by him. Who is this? He's the one that is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Who is this one? He's the one who died on our cross and was raised from the grave and defeated death, hell, and the grave. Who is this? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He's the creator, the savior, the deliverer, the demon killer. Who is this? I know who he is. You know who he is. My Lord. <laughs> See, who is this? And, and, and I guess my question to you and I. See, we're not group one who just ran out of the city curious. We're group number two. We've been following. Come on, we've been following. See, somebody said, who is this? We heard your story. We're the people who know the story. Come on, anybody with me right now? We didn't just come running out curious. We were with him the day he raised Lazarus from the dead. I didn't have to hear what you said. You can hear what I say. I saw him. I was there that day. One translation tells us that his disciples, not the crowd, the disciples were shouting joyfully about the miracles they had seen him do. I wonder anybody in this house today have a testimony. Anybody got a testimony? It's, it's, it's a Palm Sunday. Anybody here had an encounter with the Lord? Anybody here know who he is, is and that he's good? Anybody can answer the question, who is this man? I kind of wonder who was in that crowd following him. You know, they're saying, who is he? I, I think if you look, well, there she is. <laughs> there she is. That's, there's the woman who had the issue of blood, who said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. And now she's walking, celebrating, waving a palm branch. He healed my body. Come on, look, 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 look. There's Mary Magdalene. That's seven demons in her. And she met Jesus, and she's in that crowd. I can tell you who he is. There's the widow of Nain, who she was leaving the city, and her boy was dead. Her husband's gone. And Jesus walked up and touched the boy. And and raised him from the dead. There's the mama and the boy that was dead that's now alive. You know, if you and I were living then, I'd be in that crowd. Would you be in that crowd? I could tell you who he is. 
I could tell you what he's done. And I want you to know on this Palm Sunday, you know what your palm branch is? You know what your cloak is? It's your testimony today. You've got a palm branch. You've got a testimony. You can praise him today and bless him today. Now, the Bible says the Pharisees were indignant. One, one narrative says, listen to this, they saw the wonderful things he did, and yet they were indignant because people were praising him. My question as we get ready to wind up, come on, worship team, join me. What's it take to stop your praise? What is it going to take to steal your testimony? What does the devil have to do to break your palm branch? (laughs) What is the devil going to do? Is there going to be somebody who always says you need to be quiet? There are going to be whispers in your ear where the devil says you didn't have a good day. You don't need to praise God. But I'm telling you, how does Jesus come into a city? He comes in on the word in the midst of people praising him. In the midst of people shouting the praises of God. Life is going to tell you you can't praise him. Pharisees are going to tell you you shouldn't praise him. Guilt and shame will tell you you don't deserve to praise him. But the blood of Jesus says you've got the right to praise him. The enemy will tell you you've messed it up too bad. You've done too many things. But I'm going to tell you the word of God says you can praise him. You've been forgiven. Come on, how many forgiven? How many washed in the blood? How many made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ? How many your family left you? Your friends left you? The world rejected you but Jesus walked into your life and found you I don't know where you are today I'm not in the crowd of the curious running out to meet him I'm in the disciples that are following him it's time the church moves from curiosity to commitment from being in a crowd to being a disciple anybody with me want to be a disciple a committed not a curious it's time for his church To begin to shout his praises loud and clear. To be joyful in our celebration. To recognize if Jesus is going to bring revival to Calvary. If Jesus is going to walk into North Alabama. He's got to find some people that know his word. And shout his praises. Some people who have a Palm Sunday every Sunday. Come on. Anybody with me right now? That have a Palm Sunday on Monday. Oh, Come on. Any praiser. Some of you look alive and some of you need to be resurrected right now. Come on, stand with me. I want everybody standing right now. If you would, please. Come on, get to your feet. I believe in every moment when Jesus is getting ready to come into a city. Let me tell you, I'm living for that. I believe that. I'm not just preaching to be preaching. I didn't just scramble around to find a message. I believe Jesus wants to come into the cities of this nation again. I believe Jesus wants to walk in your house today. I believe Jesus wants to walk in your child's school today. Are you listening to me? This last week in Decatur, two schools shut down on the same day for bomb threats and gun threats. On the same day, on our watch, where we live. People say, Pastor... What can we do? What can we do? We can bring Jesus in. We can bring Jesus in. Pastor, how do you stop the next shooting? (laughs) You can argue your politics. You can argue your guns. You can argue who did this and argue who did that. You know how you stop the next shooting? Somebody gets saved before they pull the trigger. That's how you stop the next shooting. 
You know how these things shift and change? Jesus comes to town. You know how Jesus is going to come to town when he finds a people who understand every day is Palm Sunday. Every day I'm a disciple. I'm not just a curious. Oh, oh, think about it. Think about it. Come on, you've been to church enough. There was a big crowd that came running out of the city. Oh, on the out, look at them. They're waving palm branches. They, they were praising. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? You ever met somebody go to church and praise on Sunday? Act like the devil on Monday? I know you don't know any of them personally, but you heard about it. You ever know somebody there in church on Sunday praising God? Oh, Jesus. They dance and shout, and they're smacking somebody in the car before they get off the parking lot. Come to the altar having a breakdown. Go have Sunday lunch and just about cuss out the server. I know I'm being frank, but about time. I can say more about that. Talk about how good God is. You want to tip somebody. Don't even go eat if you're going to act like that. If you're that stingy, go home and eat peanut butter. Don't go out somewhere. You need to get saved for you go eat next time. We're the people of God. We spread Jesus everywhere we go. We're in the house of God. Every day is Palm Sunday. I'm going to get in that word. This is what I'm going to say. Let every man be a liar, but let the word of God be true. Let the word of God be true. I'll stake my life on this. I'll stake my future on this. I'll put my hope in this. And I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. No Pharisee is going to get my praise today. Come on, who's with me today? No circumstance is going to get my praise. I'm not just some crowd that gets excited, jumps and shouts and waves a hand. And one week, one week later, I'm yelling, kill him. I'm not going to one Sunday praise him and the next Sunday yell crucify. I'm not going to have one Sunday where I'm on the front row shouting and the next three months you can't find me because somebody hurt my feelings. I'm not going to be somebody that goes to church on Sunday and praises and has fried preacher for lunch on Sunday afternoon when it's over with. I'm not going to be somebody that gets offended and hurt and mad every time anybody does anything. I'm not going to look at my world through a lens that says I'm defeated and I'm broken and I'm a victim and I'm hurting. I'm going to look at my world through a lens that says I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm not in a crowd. I'm a disciple. I'm not a good time Charlie. I'm a follower of Jesus. I saw him raise Lazarus. I saw him heal the sick. I know what he did in my life. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to praise him. That's going to bring a revival into a place. You can't get my praise, Mr. Pharisee. You can't be ugly enough to me. You can't criticize me enough. You can't accuse me enough. You can't lie about me enough. I know who he is. Come on, that's who is going to bring a revival in. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.